Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. Miggy, like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Woo! We're back. We are back. <laughs> is that for real? They're really back, right? Jennifer. Man, that's great. I love that. Like a throwback to the 90s. Chris, as much as I like Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez, I like the Sixers more. And... There is something happening in Sixers land. We are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference for the first time since 2001. Let's go. In a game that we clinched against the Magic, Magic 97, Sixers 122, in a game that featured B-Ball Paul, so you know it was a good game, blew them out. We were up like 25 like in the third quarter or something like that, and we really just laid the smack down. Now, in fairness... We could have clinched it against the Pacers, in which we kind of shat the bed. We could have clinched it against the Heat, where we kind of shat the bed. But that doesn't matter, okay, because we are the number one seed. Chris, give me your thoughts. Exciting times. Let's just take six minutes to bask in the fact that the East runs through Philadelphia. Mm. Um, not... Not since people used cell phones exclusively to play Snake circa me in eighth grade. It's a great feeling. I feel like a lot has been accomplished here. I feel like we've done a lot personally, like you and I. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I there's a lot of people I'd like to thank. Okay. Brian Colangelo's wife. <laughs> um, Markel Fultz. That's the first person you want to thank. Um, that's fantastic. I want to thank <laughs> Daryl Morey. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling reflective. The other thing that I just like can't get out of my head is like it was not very long ago, right? Like we can go all the way back 20 years, sure. But it was not very long ago at all. What was it, eight months that we had a podcast here talking about how the Sixers are have officially hit rock bottom and there's mm. no way out. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I think I said it before that Daryl Morey fixed this team in like an hour and a half. He showed up and he was like, hear me out. What if we just surrounded <laughs> Ben and Joel with shooting? Yeah, hear me out. What if we just made Jojo happy instead of making him angry? And Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I I will say, I think we discussed this on a previous pod, how I had a, a haiku about Toby and how he made me upset, how he just didn't show up for the playoffs. And now he's like, he was a borderline all-star. He is our guy. He's somehow like one of our go-to shooters, our go-to scorers. And it's like there's so much to be happy about. And it's a culmination of a lot of things. You know, going, what was it, 10 and 72? You know, losing 25 games in a row. It's like sure. all these things. And now we're here. We made it. We're here. We made it. It's just important to also put out there, like, as a Sixers and Six team i don't necessarily want us to be like the equivalent of george w bush waving a mission accomplished flag i was about to say that because so really this was a weird end of the season where are you at in your heart of hearts how do you feel right now about the number one seed i totally agree with that you know there's obviously a time to be happy and joyful about the accomplishments of the season and now now is that time but there's definitely a part of me that is uh, being a little bit of a pessimistic mig dig. I'm sure it's it's I'm it's like the I'm worried mailbag. I'm worried and I'm just nervous and I'm not sure if it's just like a defense mechanism. Yeah. Life is suffering, right? 
And it might yeah. just be a defense mechanism for all the heartache that I've gone through. I mean, especially last year with the bubble, the quadruple doink, Markel Fultz breaking Embiid's face. Like, it, I'm just waiting for the ball to drop. But you can kind of think about, well, I think about these things like, you know, JoJo is coming off an ish kind of serious injury, right? He was out for 18 games since that time. Obviously very good at basketball, but not as dominant, you know, as I feel like he was in the beginning of the season where he was just like dropping 40 and 15, four blocks, you know, just going crazy. Ben Simmons, uh-huh. you know, kind of going through some personal stuff. Wait, real quick on Joe yeah. before you get to Ben. Brett Brown said for years that his mission was to deliver a healthy Joel Embiid to the playoffs. I feel like this is the closest we've it, ever gotten. It is definitely the closest, yes. And, it, and okay. he's not even okay. like 100%, yeah. but like, you no. know, you'd have to agree that after injury, he's not as dominant or as that guy as he used to be. Right. But maybe he's saving it for the playoffs. Chris, we're also oddly, I mean, at least I am, thinking about Shake Milton. Sixth man mm-hmm. was supposed to be that guy, a solid dude coming off the bench contributing. And he's kind of playing like doo-doo. And we're suddenly relying on a Tyrese Maxey. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things, and I'm just a little pessimistic. Chris, can you, like, talk me off the edge here? Talk me off the cliff? Or are you kind of in the bag with me? There are concerns, for sure. Um, I think, man, can I talk you off the edge? And what Chris, if? Chris, hear me we, out. We are at the Shake Milton Minute. Shake, shake, shake. So you have that one minute to talk me up. Hear me out. What if that Miami Heat game, we were just playing possum because we knew that we would probably see them in the playoffs and we didn't want to show them much. I like that. Probably the best I can do for you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're not without concerns. I mean, I can flip it optimistically and just say that we were absolutely dominant during the season. We were. There is no team in the NBA that can actually defend Joel Embiid without sending multiple guys. Tobias is playing well. Uh, ben is doing Ben stuff. and Like sex stuff? 